This is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Charles, please, open up! I can't do this with anyone. Welcome to Perfect Organism. This is episode 48, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm your host, J.M. Prater, and this is my co-host. Ryan, how's it going? And today we are welcoming and interviewing uh, author Tim Levin. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Um, you are. Yeah, you're one of very few who do, so okay. congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I, you know, my... Uh, experience with your work is sort of limited. I got introduced to you uh, through Alien Out of the Shadows, and uh, and that's kind of my first foray. I'm not much of an expanded universe guy, but I started to be after listening to Out of the Shadows. So uh, my first question is kind of like an introductory question: like, how did you get involved with? Like, what's your what's your background? Uh, right. Well, I've been writing full-time for just over 10 years now. Uh, my 41st novel has just come out. That includes, 41 is a lot of novels, but that includes uh, quite a few collaborations with my, my American brother, Christopher Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been writing, I've been published for about 20, uh, 20 years this year, actually, my first novel was out. Wow. Um, Congratulations. So, thanks, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good uh, anniversary. So horror novels, fantasy novels, um, last couple of years, I published a couple of thrillers, and then um, some tie-in novels that crept in there, novelizations and tie-in novels in Hellboy Universe and the Star Wars book, and then um, and then the one um, tie-in book I really wanted to do was an alien book, and that's how uh, luckily Out of the Shadows came about um, a couple of years back now, two or three years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I, I uh, Titan then asked me to write the Rage War trilogy, which which has just been finished publishing now. Oh, awesome! So that's the, the potted history of twenty years of publishing. So, what? How did you uh, get involved directly with the Alien series in terms of the books that you've written? Well, I've been working with Titan anyway, the publishers Titan, on my okay. own uh, Titan, yeah, my own novels. So um, uh, they published The Silence, which is a horror novel of mine, and they they also published um, Coldbrook, which is a big uh, zombie novel of mine. They published that in the states. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, they were keen while they were signing me up for a trilogy of my own novels, which um, the first one is called Relics, has just come out. At the same time, they wanted me to write this um, 
the Rage War trilogy because I had pre previously done Out of the Shadows for them a couple of years back. So um, it was just it was through knowing the publisher and knowing the editor and um, hopefully he thought me as a writer who could deliver something on time and to a certain standard. And he also knew I was a massive Alien fan. I mean, that it goes without saying that to do something like this, you've got to be a proper fan. Absolutely. That's my next question, really, is uh, your, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the kind of, like, how you got, what your love of the Alien series is and how that started. Because I would imagine if I'm going to write a series of books based in this kind of well-loved, well-respected universe, um, I have to bring something to that. Yeah, so I've, I've been an Alien fan ever since, uh, I think, I'm not sure if my mum took me to the cinema to watch it, I think I was probably too young, but uh, ever since she first showed me Alien, I've been a huge fan of the series, even the fourth film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this interview's over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got its moments, you know. Um, and out of all the time stuff I'd done previously, I'd, I'd done novelizations of 30 Days of Night and Cabin in the Woods, and I'd done Hellboy novels and Star Wars. Uh, the one I always wanted to do was an alien novel, <clears throat> and I was waiting oh, for the opportunity right. to come about. And it all, almost came about seven or eight years ago when Dark Horse were publishing alien books. I pitched a novel to them, and then they stopped publishing. And then Titan came along, and uh, my editor at Titan, Steve Saffel, I think it was in a conversation with Chris Golden, actually, at a convention, mentioned that he was looking to do a trilogy. Chris, the, the consummate professional, said to him, you need to hire me, Jim Moore, and Tim Levin to write these books for you. So he did. And uh, I, I was lucky enough. I was really, I think I was lucky enough to get the first one, Out of the Shadows, I called it. And it was the Ripley book. And I, I so wanted to write a Ripley novel. So, um, yeah, so I was really lucky. And it was, it was Fox's basic outline for the loose trilogy that myself, Chris, and Jim wrote. So they gave us a two-page outline and said, we want three novels from this. So <clears throat> I had the sort of uh, location in the timeline. They wanted a Ripley novel between Alien and Aliens, which has caused a lot of problems for some people because obviously she wakes up in Aliens and can't remember right. what happens in the book. <laughs> so that caused a bit of a problem, but it was fun to try and work around. Was that a problem for you? Did you like... When you when they introduced that, hey, let's let, let's make this happen. Um, were you like, uh, was that an issue for you? Like, uh, uh, what's the term um, I'm looking for um, in terms of the story? Where you're like, I don't know about this. Is this legitimate? Is it believable? Or how did you approach that? Yeah. I mean, aside from yeah. what we've read, yeah, it was always, you know, it was always going to risk being one of these. Uh, Bobby Ewing and the Sheriff thing from Dallas, you know, who wakes up and it's all a dream. But I didn't didn't want anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I had to try and obviously Ripley doesn't remember, and she has to survive because she's in Aliens. So uh, I don't want to. Can I say too much in case people haven't read it? You know, yes, I had to. Yes. I had to make it. I had to make it possible that, that she could have she could have this big adventure between Alien and Aliens in the sixty-seven years, whatever it was, she was floating around out there. And not remember it. So that was my first sort of task, really. So I had to sort of think about the ending all the time that I was writing a novel, trying to come up with a believable way for her to not have a memory of these events. And I think, you know, I'm hoping that it worked out okay in the novel. It was as good as it could be, really. Yeah. Without 
or a dream, and that that would have just been a total cop out. So I couldn't do that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, it's 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 a um, a device that's used way too much. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been faithful to the to the series at all. Yeah. Uh, I think you know some people didn't like didn't like that fact, but I I, I weighed up against the fact that I got to write a Ripley novel and really enjoyed writing her character because she's you know she's one of the great characters from horror and sci-fi. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, Ryan and I were discussing, we had a roundtable episode that we recorded for our podcast yesterday that we haven't published yet, but we were discussing Ripley in depth just because there's the possibility that her character might be revived with Neil Blomkamp's film, And but yeah. that yeah. writing her is not easy. Uh, Ripley isn't, Ripley is probably the, the most well-written heroine or hero of uh, kind mm-hmm. of a, a sci-fi film, whatever, I have ever seen. Um and uh, she's not this easy write um, or this easy character just to kind of give lines to or give an arc to. Um, she's very specific. She is, and, and also, I mean, she is very well written in Alien and more so in Aliens, I think. I think Aliens was her her sort of triumph, really, and it's it's the favorite of the four films for me as well. Um, but it was also, it was Sigourney Weaver, really, who totally brought the character to life, and it and Alien would always have been a classic film, but it but it's become a you know a timeless film because of Sigourney Weaver and what she brought to it. I think, and getting you know getting an Oscar nomination for acting in a film like Aliens, you probably you wouldn't think that would happen nowadays. But back then, yeah. you know, she came close to winning an Oscar for a big sci-fi horror fest. It's, it's just so cool. Yeah, she, yeah. It would be fascinating to see her in Alien Five, whether you know whether that happens now with the Prometheus series ongoing, or I can't call it the Prometheus series, you know, with uh, um, the new films happening, whether Alien 5 will actually happen now. It would be interesting. Very. Um, Is there a particular scene in Out of the Shadows of Ripley that you wrote that you're like, that you loved writing that, you just felt like you got really into who she was in terms of your your, uh, idea of who she is? I think when she starts to sort of, again, take control when, when stuff hits the fan, when they're down on the planet, mm-hmm. she really really starts to come into her own. And he's, I was trying to get a balance between the alien Ripley and the aliens Ripley. Because mm-hmm. aliens, each has such a journey in that, in that film anyway, from frightened survivor to sort of, you know, warrior, really, in a way. That I, I didn't want to dip straight into aliens and have her as, as this... Um, mean machine. So I, I, I wanted to show glimpses of what she'd become in the future and possibly even plant, cl- uh, not clues, but hints as to hints in my book as to how she progressed in Aliens. Uh, again, it was, it was difficult because, you know, she can't remember anything that happened, but maybe subconsciously some of the stuff she went through in my book would feed through into how she acted in Aliens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to write a book like this thirty years after the after the movie. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> and then forty, yeah, thirty, isn't it? Yeah. And then not and then not stepping on the toes of aliens, but yet creating someone who's a little like you said, who's who's a little bit different and changed, but not changed like aliens yet. She because she hasn't yeah, become that person yet. Yeah, that I can imagine that would be a challenging yet uh, awesome task. Yeah. 
It was lots of fun, yeah. I was I was very conscious of not trying to screw it up for the fans because I am a fan, you know. Yeah. I've written like um, like when I was writing the uh, Star Wars book. I'm I am a I'm a Star Wars fan, which you know most people are Star Wars fans to an extent. But I'm not as much of a Star Wars fan as I am an Alien fan, probably. Yeah. So writing a Star Wars novel, I I was getting strange emails from some Star Wars fans you really? know, when they heard, <laughs> when they heard a novel, one of them was oh are you going to be using the, the TK45 droid in this novel <laughs> yeah yeah I'll do that yeah even though, even though my novel was set 25,000 years in the you know pre Star Wars but oh. <laughs> that's hilarious I found really pleasant actually I've got to say in the Star Wars stuff and the alien stuff most fan interaction is really really nice you just get the occasional the occasional one or two and you start to wonder you start to wonder <laughs> <laughs> yeah like are you thinking about this a little bit too much yeah, yeah maybe maybe yeah. yeah yeah um is there uh are you working on an alien novel right now no there's nothing nothing in the pipeline at the moment um the the rage war trilogy is is all i've done up to now okay uh my last tie-in, I mean, I, I did the King Kong novelization, uh, Skull Island novelization, which was which was good fun. Um, at the moment, it's just my own stuff. I'm, I've just finished a fantasy novel with Chris Golden that we're editing at the moment. And, you are um, prolific. I, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm doing, uh, I'm trying to do, I'm working on a thriller proposal as well for a new thriller. I, you know, it's it's not been mentioned. Uh, lots of people say, would you write another alien book? And I, I just sort of say, yeah, maybe. But uh, it's not been mentioned by Titan yet, so I'm, I'm not mm. sure what's going to happen there. And if, it, if they do want it, I'm sure they will do more, actually. I'm, I'm pretty positive they'll do more alien and predator books. But whether it'll be me or whether it'll be other writers, you know, dipping their toe into the universe, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, did 20th Century Fox have um, a lot of input into Out of the Shadows, um, like in terms of writing Ripley, or was did they give you just a lot of freedom to kind of write or how you, you felt was best? Um, I had a, quite a bit of freedom, actually. It was oh, good. the guy there. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good experience. The guy, I mean, it, to start off with, it involved quite a detailed like, proposal, so they gave us their, their two-page pitch for this. Right. Loose trilogy that Chris and Jim and I wrote. So we had to write proposals for our novels. And I think from memory, there was a bit of back and forth on that, but nothing nothing contentious. It was quite creative, you know, quite a nice creative process. And then I just went and wrote the novel and sent it into them. They came back with a few edits from memory. I mean, the fact that I can't really remember much about that side of the process means <laughs> that it was, it was painless, you know? Right, uh, they had a guy called Josh Izzo who isn't there anymore. He was, he was, it was his job to make sure the Aiden and Predator universes were treated well. And you know, I didn't write a novel that that, that destroyed something either they were going to do in the future. Um, yeah. Or you know, or you know, I couldn't kill Ripley, for instance. Obviously, the the, the one thing that did uh, possibly disturb what was going to happen was as I was writing the book. Um, Alien Five was announced, mm. so I started yeah. to panic and what's you know because what's going to happen and what it, what is it about? But um, that all turned out fine. Actually, there was very little. In fact, I don't think there was anything that that didn't disturb you know what I was doing in my book at all. Really, 
so it was good. It was a really good process. And Josh, Josh is a huge fan anyway, so it, it really helped that he appreciated what we were doing. Awesome. It was nice. And similarly with Rage Wars, the, the trilogy I've just done, the Alien Predators trilogy, that Josh was involved in that. And that's a big, you know, three novels, that's, that's 250,000 words of fiction. It's one massive, massive scale. Um, well, yeah. space, space sci-fi novel trilogy, really. Um, and that was fine as well. The, I, I did a very detailed proposal for that, sort of 30-page proposal, I think, which is huge for a novel for me. Oh, wow. Um, and that worked out really well, yeah. That's awesome. Um, another question, I was... Uh I really enjoyed that part you wrote about the kind of dog alien creatures and out of the shadows too, and just kind of wondering um, what the how you came about that, like the genesis of that and these this other civilization. Because um, I feel like the this prequel trilogy or series that they're doing for the movies now is probably going to get into that a little bit. There might even be some maybe. Uh, a, sly reference to it in, in some of these upcoming films. So I was just kind of curious um, how, how that came about. Um, that, was, that was all my idea, really. Oh, I think cool. it, I, yeah, I don't think that was anything that Fox asked me to do. I just thought it would be quite cool to have, because obviously we have the, sort of the human aliens, and then you see, uh, you see the sort of dog alien type thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people read that and said, "Oh, wow, this is this is from Prometheus because you saw these things in Prometheus." But it, it wasn't. I, I I was told that I had to stay away from the Prometheus part of the timeline because mm. of the for future films. So it was just uh, something I wanted. I, I wanted to open up the scale of the universe, right? In in my novels, so hint that there were other intelligences out there who, you know. In my book, they're long gone, actually, but their influence is left behind and influencing human affairs. I, I wanted to make um, I wanted to make it quite, you know, to use the term realistic for something like this is right. counterintuitive. But <laughs> I wanted to uh, have the idea of space travel as a painful, long experience, and also um, the scale of the human influence in the galaxy. I wanted to be quite realistic, so. Um, so it's about 300 light years from Earth is as far as we've got because we've only been travelling at light speed for 300 years for instance or just a bit right. further than that huh. so I, I didn't want to be jetting across the, the far side of the galaxy because that's inconceivable probably Right. so I wanted to make it because what I loved about Alien as well the film is it's so um, and, and what I think Prometheus the mistake they made a little bit is if you, you see the spaceship in Alien, it looks like a freighter. It looks like an oil tanker. When you get inside, there's all the steam and the pipes, and it's a, it's a yeah. working working spaceship. It's not all shiny and psh, psh, doors like Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, wanted to make, I wanted to make it feel quite realistic. Uh, and Aliens as well. Aliens, you know, with the, with the Marines, colonial Marines, and they, they felt quite real to me. Not, not um, you know, the whole... Uh, run banter and stuff it was all really good. So I wanted to make it relatable, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do and, you... and also, back to, sorry, back to the dog aliens, just wanted to make, sort of give the hint of a deeper, deeper history and, a, and 
give the idea that even though we've expanded into this, I call it the human sphere, which is six, seven hundred light years wide, it's still minute compared to the size of the galaxy, and there could be anything out there. So, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give that idea too. Do you do you? What is uh, one of your favorite scenes? Well, what's you? Do you have a favorite alien film? Favorite alien film is yeah. Aliens for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, first one's a classic. Seven, second one is my favorite, and I think uh, I, I think it's stood the test of time. I still watch it nowadays. It's one of those films where if you flick in the channels and it's on, you just got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um. So my next question is, well, kind of, uh, how do you, when you're writing a story, you know, obviously you've been kind of in the universe, you've, in the Predator alien universe, where do you find your inspiration yeah. for these things? I mean, certainly you, it's, you know, based on what you're saying, you have outlines from the studio or whatever, but uh, what are your next steps <clears throat> for creativity? Um, because there's so much there, but... Um, obviously, like you were saying, you can't. You have. You want to make it realistic. Where do you go to find uh, your creativity to kind of craft these worlds? Um, probably the same. Same as with any novel I do. I mean, the Rage War, for instance. My editor said to me, "We want you to write a trilogy, quite far future, and it's about an alien race weaponizing the xenomorphs." Mm. And that, that was his brief. He basically he said that he wants way into time. The company's still involved, still trying to catch aliens to weaponize them. I mean, what a shit company it's been. Like five <laughs> seconds. Uh, not quite done it, and and it hasn't worked. You know, so uh, so that was my that was his sort of brief. But I I thought about it for a little while and thought it would be better if if the big bad returning with weaponized xenomorphs were actually humans. So they're you know, people who'd left centuries before and then now coming back to reclaim home, as it were. And from there, that, that was the very sort of light outline. And then you just develop, I don't know, <laughs> describing a creative process is quite difficult. I think I knew it was going to be very big scale, so I knew there had to be lots of worlds involved and the, the big arcing background story was there already. Um... I was dictated to very slightly by the fact that one book had to be, because there are three franchises, obviously, so one book was an alien book, one book was a predator book, and one was AVP. Yeah. So books, it was one big story with aliens and predators involved. My, my editor said, well, the first book is a predator book, so it can only be about 20% aliens. <laughs> and the, the predator the, the book, oh, only about 20, 25% predators. I don't know if you actually went to word count, but so I had to make one predator heavy, one alien heavy. Um, but I, I enjoyed, I like the idea of writing a really big scale book with lots of characters and lots of action on different worlds going on. And uh, um, one of the hearts actually was character names because I had, I made a list of my point of view characters, which was probably maybe six or seven people. And then incidental characters, other characters, 30 or 40, and how do you think of that many names? So I went on Facebook and, and just put a post there saying, would you like to be killed in a, by an alien or predator? And I had hundreds of people volunteering. So <laughs> most, yeah, most of the names in those books are uh, followers of face, you know, Facebook friends of mine, personal oh, friends nice. or guys I know from Facebook. And I think... And, 
some of them were killed in very horrible ways, but that doesn't necessarily equate to my relationship with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Wasn't do you know you know Aaron Percival? I believe uh, you from AVP Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've we've he's interviewed me several times, and we've uh, um, talked on Facebook, and I have never met him, but we've we've talked quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. He said that I think you named a, a, a ship after him. That's right. Yeah, he's a spaceship. Yeah, the air in person. That's yeah. so awesome. That's yeah. so great. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we people probably. Yeah, sorry. There's there's lots of people who. I mean, if if we'd done this interview before I'd written the books, you'd have both been killed horribly. Sweet. <laughs> is there a story, uh, for instance, uh, going kind of circling back around to Ripley? Is there a Ripley story that you would like to tell? Um. I'm not sure really. I don't know if they've, I mean, I don't know whether in my head they've all been told because I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I liked Ripley in Alien 4, but to me, she wasn't really Ripley. Yeah. Yeah. She, she played a great character, but she was, uh, I mean, my favorite scene in that film is the basketball scene. I thought <laughs> that's nice. Cool. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's just such a great, great scene that, that says it all about her, really. Um, no, I I mean, if, if I suppose if somebody came to me and said, why don't you just write another Ripley story, I'd probably, I'd probably be able to think of one. Actually, yeah, you know, maybe there is one. Maybe maybe the Ripley story I'd write is when she returns to Earth after Alien 4. Mm. And, uh, you know, because she's a clone, maybe other clones of her have made it back to Earth, and she's because she's got a bit of alien DNA in her, she's treated as some sort of goddess, maybe. Mm -hmm. there, could be, there could be cults on Earth. Because I, I always thought there should have been aliens on Earth, really. You know, they never... That would have been a... That would have been a, the proper alien four, I think. Aliens reach Earth, and it's, a, and it's a big... It's like aliens. It's another big war film, except it's set on Earth. And I tried to do that a little bit with... In the ritual, there's quite a few scenes where... Um, where Planets are attacked by the aliens, and it's just big-scale warfare. Yeah. Marines, but aliens is great fun. That's great. So uh, here, here's another question. Maybe, maybe I know, create. You know, as an artist myself, but also you know, you create things, and you kind of love everything that you do. But do you have a favorite in terms of uh, certainly your alien novels? But uh, a favorite uh, in your alien novels that you've written that you're like, hey, this is really the story that I love telling the most. Um, I think Out of the Shadows is probably my favourite alien novel and that's probably because it's the first one I wrote and it's a Ripley novel yeah mm -hmm. but I think, uh, the sort of character storyline I like most is Johnny Maines um, Lieutenant Johnny Maines who Johnny Maines is actually a friend of mine um, oh nice yeah. funnily enough you know so uh, <laughs> he's, he's a writer and editor in the UK and uh, I actually remember when I told him I was going to include him in the book, we were on a, a bus to a convention, a gang of us sitting at the back of the bus, and Johnny got out his iPad and he recited Poe's The Raven, just sitting on the bus, and we all sat there, and he was reciting this poem to us, so it was just such a great experience, one of those little con experiences you remember, and I said, I'm going to put you in a novel, and uh, he, he, turned, he turned out to be the main character. So I, I really, you know, again, I don't want to give too much away in case people haven't read The Rage War, but Johnny Maines is 
journey through those books for me is uh, is probably my favorite part of those books. I think. Mm. Awesome. It's really difficult naming a, a favorite, really. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I, I you know, uh, there, there are things yeah, that I that I create. Yeah. As an artist, that I'm like, oh my god, I love this. I love everything, but I love this the most. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. listening to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, yeah, I was just saying that there are some things that you can you think that about. I mean, there are, I've written, as I said, lots of novels and lots of novellas and short stories, and there are a few, a few you can pick out sometimes. But often, I think the proper answer is usually the one you're working on now. Does <laughs> <laughs> that mean? Yeah, that should mean hey, but. Sometimes the one you're working on now it can be your least favorite because it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, reading or slash listening to uh, uh, Out of the Shadows, which I kind of want to get into a little bit more, um, You, I mean, I, as a lifelong fan of Ripley, um, and obviously, you know, we have an alien podcast, uh, I, mm. we're committed, you nailed her. You did. Uh, and that's hard oh, to I do. Um, I, yeah. I'm very protective of who she is, uh, as a fan, I think we all yeah. are probably in our way about things that we love. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you really got it right. And also, you know, I, I, yeah, she just, she didn't seem like, oh no, Ripley wouldn't do that because sometimes I'm sure you've had that experience with maybe things that you like and you're seeing a sequel or whatever. And you're like, no, that's not true to the character, you know, but you really, you did right yeah. by her. So it, it, it was yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. Good yeah. Yeah, it was great. And the the, uh, the audible, the dramatization, I thought was fantastic. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with that actually, but um, just so well done. Yes, she it was. was. Great in that. Um, oh, good. Actually, that was going to be my question: is what what you thought of the audio drama? But great, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you really enjoyed it. They yeah, they translated well. So great. He did a great job, and he's doing uh, Chris's uh, novel now, isn't he? River, uh, River of Pain. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that too. Yeah, River Sea of Sorrows. Sorry, I can't remember the title of Chris's. Uh, sea of Sorrows. That's right. Oh, okay. No, I'm wrong. Sorry, River of Pain. I just bought the book. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Gone. I see. So yeah. So that'll be good. Dirk's a great guy. He's. Uh, I think it's related to Hadley's Hope Colony, right? The River of Pain. It is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, and that's it's, but that's how a lot of people have come into reading these alien books is through um, through the dramatization, which is great because uh, right. you know even though as I say I keep you know people email me and Facebook me say oh god that was fantastic I loved it I say thanks I didn't have much to do with it but then like Dave says you wrote the book so I suppose I did you know initi initiate it in a way and then still yeah. that name adapt it and uh, have his fun with it which is great yeah you should get Dirk on the show because he's, he's, he's doing these I'm sure he'd have a go oh that would be awesome yeah totally yeah. Uh, so what do you what are your thoughts about uh, well first before we leave the the audiobook um, so how they kind of had to turn that into a more of a traditional of course audio drama slash script they didn't they didn't they had mm. someone else do that for you, or you weren't involved in that whatsoever? No, I wasn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think Dirk did that himself. Dirk oh. Max, he, he wrote it and did it. Um, I no, I wasn't. I didn't know anything about it until uh, until it was being done, to be honest. So, okay. Uh, I'd like to start with adapting it, but then it's, it's, it's a pretty 
in another way, I'm close enough, so close to the novel, the maybe would have been quite difficult. And it's a, it's a very different, you know, as, as you just said, it's a very different medium. Mm, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, it's a whole different, yeah, it's a different medium, but it's also a different, I mean, just they have to cast people and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's not what you do. Yeah. Um, no, no. Moving on. Um, yeah. What do you, uh, there are, you know, obviously Alien Covenant is on its way. There's a lot of uh, trailers and promotion. Are you excited about it? What? Tell me your thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm quietly optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the trailer looks good. I think um, I think I. I mean, I've got to admit, I'm not a huge fan of Prometheus mm. because I I sort of think he was trying to. He should have either decided to do something completely different or something that tied into the universe a bit more, I think, mm-hmm. and a bit um, with a bit more sense. So I'm I'm hopeful that with Covenant he's decided. Well, actually, I need to make an alien, another alien trilogy. I think it, it looks great. It looks like a proper alien film. The aliens themselves look good in it. You know, uh, I suspect I'm. It. it it's a good sign that I'm just about to say I suspect they're CGI. I'm not sure they are. Not sure they aren't. You know, the the, the, the trailer you see the alien on the spaceship, saliva flying everywhere. Yeah, and it looks right. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a combination. What about you? Well, that? is it right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, what you guys think of the trailer and are you uh, looking forward to it? Do you think it'll be good? What do you think, Ryan? Putting you on the spot well, now. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, well, I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I I I understand. Actually, we talked a lot about um, on previous podcasts how Prometheus um, and uh, and Jamie Jamie always puts it so well, like how they talked about Prometheus before it came out. I was like, well, is it an alien movie? I don't know. Is it? And they yeah. um, like Lindelof and you know Scott, and they kind of they weren't like. I don't know, they just didn't want to commit one way or another, and you see it, and yeah, and you're like, oh, I, I think, yeah, I think it's an alien movie, and then right mm-hmm. at the end, they kind of show that that Deacon, and that's kind of tied into Alien there at the end, and, um, but yeah, I just think it was a little confusing, um, it, I think it was moderately successful, the box office, but I think it was very polarizing film, because it wasn't it wasn't a complete departure from the alien universe, but it wasn't very clearly at times tied into alien, but then it had a lot of the, as Scott put it, a lot of the DNA of it. Um, But uh, but overall, I enjoyed Prometheus, but I'm really looking forward to Covenant. Like from everything I've seen, it's going to, I mean, I just think it's going to be one of the best films of the year. I'm really, I'm highly optimistic. I've, um, so I've been, yeah, I'm really on board with it. So I can't wait for it to come out. Um, I think it'll be a great time. Um, and it looks like it's gonna try and get the best of both, both worlds. You know, it's still going to expand on, on what Prometheus is doing, uh, or what Prometheus did, but it's also going to be, you know, obviously it's an alien film. So it's going to have those, that familiar, familiar, familiar tropes and things like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm hi- I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I, uh, you know, I 
you know, for the sake of balance, I, I was really looking forward to Prometheus as well. And I've said this before. Um, and yeah. like you, uh, Tim, I'm not that big of a fan of Prometheus. I think that there's some really wonderful things about it. Visually, it's just, you can't get any, you know, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's well put together. You just, and there's some great ideas. I love the, the engineers. I love that idea. Um, uh, I love their implementation. I love their design. I love all that. Um, I'm okay that they were the people in the chair, sort of, I guess. It doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't really matter to me so much because, really, the Alien series, for me, is about Ripley. Um, this new series is a little different, of course. Um, it's right. Not, it's, not, it's more yeah. about who are we, I guess. Um, and, mm -hmm. and so it's a little bit more nebulous or unsure of what it is we're we're in the first series we're tracking the experience of one woman in a very extraordinary kind of a whistleblower in the and the and the, the 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 journey of this whistleblower in this company in space you know and yeah. uh, what and how she reacts to what she sees and they kind of put her back in there so that's that's kind of the anchor point whereas with this new aliens like with prometheus and now covenant there's not really an anchor point yet maybe covenant will anchor it somehow but it needs an anchor and i don't think prometheus had that anchor um and the people right. that tried to anchor it with like shaw wasn't written very well wasn't executed very well wasn't acted very well poor dialogue um yeah. so it kind of left me like eh well it was pretty but i didn't really like anybody you know which is not a way you want to leave an alien film but uh, to more to yeah. your point uh just seeing the uh the prologue film for uh Alien Covenant, the the Last Supper, I'm on board. They they've nailed the characters. Uh, I'm already rooting for them. Um, so that's a good sign for mm -hmm. me. So we'll see. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? The prologue film. I'm not sure I've seen that. Yeah, it's called uh, the Last Supper. It's about a four and a half minute, I think, almost five minute, uh, and it was just released for the viral marketing, um, and it was screened on FX, I, mean, I believe. Uh, yeah, totally got to watch it. It's 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 awesome. Right. It's just all character building. It's it's what it was, and uh, after that that I just really believed that these characters were real. They just seemed like they yeah. seemed as real as Parker, Lambert, Dallas, Ash and Ripley from alien um, and the rest. So yeah. I, I'm totally on board. That's what the first two alien films did so well. I mean, you and aliens that you knew the characters and really liked them and you can remember them. They, they weren't just mm -hmm. there to be cannon fodder, you know? And, then, and I think I read about when they made the film, or the, the opening scenes where they wake up and they're eating together and working out together, they filmed those right at the end of the shoot. So right. all, the characters, all, the, all the actors knew each other really well and they could riff off each other and get some good banter going. And it comes across really well. That's yeah. what those two do brilliantly. And what, um, you know, I can't remember many of the characters from Prometheus at all. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> that deal already, doesn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so not, not many not many films to succeed in doing that. You know, movies like The Usual Suspects, for instance, sets up all the characters brilliantly and you know them all and they're all familiar to you and you can remember them when you leave the theatre. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Me too. Yeah. Totally. And I've not seen anything yet that's made me like, oh boy. You know, and I, you know our, our friend um, William Robbie, he runs... Uh, the Wayland Utani Bulletin. It's a Facebook group. It's the largest alien Facebook Facebook group or social media group, and it's pretty awesome. But he's also pretty gun shy, right. just based off of his experience with Prometheus. And he said he felt like the bait. You know, we handed the people who made Prometheus our baby, and they dropped the baby. So we're kind of 
like yeah. scared to hand it off again, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I really think that Fox has come out in spades in terms of uh, talking to and reaching out to the fans and um, really crafting, taking their time mm. for with Covenant to make it a, a better film, hopefully. Uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's, it's exciting nonetheless. Right now is an exciting time in anticipation, yeah. seeing what we're seeing. Um, mm. But uh, I, you know, I. In terms of your work and uh, uh, anything with Ripley in it gets me going. I mean, uh, she's like my sci-fi mom, hey. is what I call her yesterday. Um, and uh, <laughs> just to just yeah. to, to see her t- have her so well taken care of as you ha- as you did, uh, it was just awesome. So I, yeah. if you were, if you were to write another, uh, I, I don't need Ripley too much, but if you <laughs> wrote her again, I'd be cool with it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, thanks very much. That's good. That's really nice to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, did you have any more questions? Um, no, I just wanted to, you know, share Jamie's sentiments and that, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Out of the Shadows and how, you know, you wrote wrote the characters and um, Ripley was written very, like, extremely well. And uh, it's just, uh, I know I've listened through the the audio drama version quite a few times, and it's just really um, I just had a great time with it. It was I thought it was a great addition to the the Alien series, and uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you for thank you for your great writing, and um, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show, uh, Tim. Uh, we really it's been a treat. Uh, this uh, yeah, it's just been great for. I mean, you have a lot of people anticipating it. So again, many thanks. Good, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Captain Dallas, I'm back. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor